Welcome. You're listening to the Making the Shift podcast, where you learn how to go from employee to CEO and build a wildly successful coaching or yoga business. I built my coaching business while working as a teacher, and now I'm obsessed with helping other women do the same. Each week, I will teach you high-level mindset and business strategies that you can implement right away. I'm your host, life and business coach, Denise Vinieri. All right, guys, I always try to be honest, so I'm going to be super honest with you. I love this podcast, but I struggled recording it today simply because I had a week that just really tested a lot. There's been, there was that blood moon, beaver moon, full moon, that seriously, everything they said that could possibly happen to a human being during that moon phase, 100% came up for me. So emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, there was a lot of churning going on. And I just felt super fucking heavy this past week. I don't know about you guys, but it was really, really heavy in my energy, in my body, in my mind. And I really just had to like just stop doing what I normally do and rest and give myself even just time to be in it, like to be in that wallowing. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm completely out of it. There's still some some residue there, although I am feeling a little bit better. And I had a lot of like awakenings that happened over the past week, been talking to my coach and a lot of things coming up. But it was kind of like I was in this place where it's like, okay, I'm going to just relax and enjoy myself. And, you know, when you're busy making plans, right? You know, something else is going to happen. So one of my kiddos had a medical emergency that we had to take care of. Uh, he's fine. He's fine. He's 100% fine, but it was still something that needed to be taken care of. And so it was just one of those weeks. It was very trying. So um, I just wanted to be honest. And I have to tell you, I initially was not really into wanting to create a podcast. And so I went through my podcast titles that um, I have listed, you know, things that I haven't recorded yet and nothing was really speaking to me. And then I just decided that I was going to record a podcast on something that had come up during one of my coaching sessions with my coaches, uh, with my coach, excuse me. So the name of this podcast is Income and Impact in your yoga coaching or healing business part one, because I was initially, I started kind of doing the rough draft of what I was going to talk about. And there were points that I definitely wanted to make. And I realized I had a lot of content to cover. And so I'm, I'm breaking it down into a few parts to make sure that each part gets ample time to teach it to you guys, to share the concepts and to just leave you with something to think about that's not so overwhelming by giving you so much in one episode. So I wanted to really talk about income and impact because in this community, um, in the spiritual community, the yoga community, coaching, you know, um, energy work, we don't really talk about money a whole lot. And that's what we're going to be diving into and not going to lie. I'm a little nervous because I know how triggering this conversation can be. And I've spoken about it before on the podcast, but there are some newer ways that I have been really thinking about this concept that I suspect might trigger more than a few of you. And so if you find yourself feeling triggered during today's 
podcast, the way I think of triggers is in the moment, of course, they're really uncomfortable, but I always know that when there is a trigger, there's usually work for me to do. And so if you find yourself being triggered by anything in this episode, pause for a moment and, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to agree, but could you make space in your mind to hear what I'm saying, (laughs) to hear my perspective? Doesn't mean you have to be bought into it or believe it, but can you at least hear it out? So we're going to talk about money. Money is, like I said, something that is really not talked about in the yoga community. It's talked about in the coaching community, but it depends on what coaching community you come from. In some communities, money is like just, it's like breathing air. And in others, again, it's like a taboo topic. And I know that for me, like part of my yoga teacher training, it was never part of the training. And I've facilitated yoga teacher trainings where I was one of the lead teachers and it's not really part of those yoga teacher trainings either. And even outside of trainings and certifications, just in the communities themselves, there seems to be like, whenever there's this conversation around money, it seems to be tinged with like taboo energy that it's just taboo. You don't, you don't talk about it. It's inappropriate. And it's really not part of a yoga teacher training. Right. As far as it goes towards helping yogis set up a business, it's it's register with Yoga Alliance and get insurance. And that's about the at the extent of the advisement, which is completely understandable because a yoga teacher training program is not a business program. It's a yoga teacher training. And so they do really well at setting the standard for becoming a yoga teacher. You're gonna learn the craft, you're gonna learn the skills. You're going to learn the philosophies, right? It's the same thing in a coaching certification program. You're going to learn the skills. You're going to learn the craft. You're going to learn the philosophies. Same thing with, you know, Reiki trainings and spiritual psychotherapy. Again, the emphasis is going to be on the craft because that was the design of those programs was to emphasize the craft. But what's not being emphasized is the business side of things. And being a business owner is just as much a skill as you can learn as your craft. And I want to you know, make the argument that it's equally important if you want to, A, have longevity as a transformational facilitator, B, leave your job and go full-time in your business, and C, if you want to have massive impact on your family, your community, the world, right? The way I see it is a lot of yoga teachers, transformational workers, coaches are leaving a lot of income and impact on the table because no one is talking about the very practical side of building a business in the yoga and wellness practitioner industry. And the truth is, is that you you don't know how to grow a business simply because you weren't taught the very simple, not easy, not saying it's easy, but the very simple things to do and concepts to understand that make the difference between sold out classes, sold out workshops, sold out retreats, having a fully booked client roster and never knowing if you're going to make enough to survive the month. A lot of yoga teachers and healers panicked at the start of the pandemic because their income relied heavily on someone else's business being open. And that's not wise to do because you cannot control what happens in someone else's business. You can, however, control what happens in yours. And this is regardless if you're a coach, a yoga teacher, healer, manifestation facilitator, meditation teacher, the ability to make money and create money and abundance and wealth is 100% in your control. So why aren't spiritual entrepreneurs, if we lump them all together, taught how to build a business? Why are there only a few select? If you look across, there's like celebrity 
yoga teachers, celebrity coaches, celebrity type of um, healers, right? Why, why are only a few select wealthy? And I also want to make the distinction that in order to be wealthy doesn't mean you have to be one of those celebrity types either, but here's how I see it. One, in the spiritual community, charging for your service is is considered greedy or morally wrong. I've heard this over and over and over again. And two, which I have to dive into this topic a little bit further, but it would would be like another episode, but there's a lot of women in this space, right? Like it's, it makes total sense because to be uh, a a coach, a yoga teacher, a healer, it's a very feminine, energetic, right? To to nurture, to facilitate healing. And so it naturally gravitates, it, 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 a lot of women gravitate towards it. And women are notoriously shamed and guilted for charging their worth, for wanting to charge more, right? Because it's assumed that women should want to do this nurturing work for free or for very little, so it's inherent in the space, in the, in this industry, that you would think that no one wants to pay for, pay you, pay you, not pay for the yoga or Reiki, but pay you for yoga or Reiki, or that you can't charge as much as you want to for your coaching package or your retreat, that it's morally wrong to do that. And so you don't. And so what you end up with is a lot of burnt out hustlers, burnt out, right? Facilitators of healing, which... Can you hear the irony in that, right? Do you want your energetic, your energy worker to be burnt out because she's so busy hustling from client to client? Do you want your yoga teacher who you're working with in a one-on-one capacity to be burnt out because they're running from studio to studio trying to teach, you know, 15 class, public classes per week and then work with you on the side, right? Just put yourself in your client's uh, shoes for a moment on that end of it and Coming back to you being the business owner, what you end up getting is a lot of people who are not being taken care of financially, emotionally, spiritually, and it affects your livelihood. It affects your client's experience when you're hustling and burnt out. So when you have thoughts about money where you feel shame or guilt for charging, what you end up doing is undercharging. So I'm going to tie this all together. So when you undercharge, you have to take on more clients, classes, workshops. Sometimes you have to work with people who are less than ideal or you take on work that doesn't actually nourish you just to make enough. You have like this constant hum in the background of whether you're going to make enough this month because your basic needs aren't really being met. And Basic needs, there's no quantifiable number, like whatever your basic needs are. If you're a family of four and you're contributing to the house, right, are your basic needs being met? And when they're not, you know, or if you're by if you're by yourself, same thing, right? What are your basic needs? Are they really being met? Because when they're not being met abundantly, it can send you into hustle, which from my vantage point, the way I understand it in the way that I see it with my clients is it triggers a stress response in the body, right? When when your basic needs aren't met, you worry and you can go into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And then you're going to try to hustle your way, right? Leave, you know, hustle your way to make enough, leaving you burnt out and your clients getting a less than stellar experience with you, which will also leak over into you having a lot of turnover, I call that the instability cycle. 
It comes from this collective notion that you can't charge for your services. And that has a ripple effect in your livelihood and your ability to serve your clients at a deep level. And it's also going to impact whether or not you can have greater impact on more people because energetically you really can't hold that, right? It comes from the collective notion that it has to be accessible, right? That your your service has to be accessible. But what does accessible even mean? Whenever I ask my clients, well, define accessible. At what point is it truly accessible? Is it accessible to be teaching people when you're completely burnt out? When you don't have space in your mind to really hold space for them because you're worried about rushing from their session to your next session, or you have to run from one class to the next just to make enough, right? And here's another question I would ask. The yoga industry and the transformational space is a multi-billion dollar industry. So where is all that money going? Big heartless corporations are making a lot of money off your back simply because they have different thoughts about money. Money is neutral. This is my thought and I'm offering it to you that money is neutral. It's neither good nor bad. It's energy and it it simply amplifies who you already are. So if you're a greedy, manipulative person or corporation, now money is going to amplify that quality. But if you have a vision of impact and you have a business that is a company, money is going to amplify that vision. Money is going to amplify your impact. And I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say what no one else has ever said before. I have never heard anyone else say this. Yoga teachers, Reiki practitioners, healers, transformational coaches should be wealthy. They should be rich as fuck, guys. Why? Very simple. Because you have good intentions. My clients have such huge hearts and even bigger visions of the impact they want to have. Ask yourself, what's your vision? What's the vision you have for your life, for your community, for the world? How much money does that require for you to effectuate change at the level of impact you want? You might think you only need a little, you don't need too much, but what does that mean? Put a number on it. And does that number really amplify the good work you want to do? It's hard to hold space for your clients if you're still worried about your basic human needs. It's hard to give to charity at the level you want to if you're still worried about your basic human needs. It's hard to create a 501c3 and organize that and put all the mind and energy behind that that 501c3, that charity, if you're worried about your basic human needs. But when you change your relationship with money and see it for what it truly is, a neutral thing, It's just energy. It can be a powerful agent of change. My clients come to me in the beginning and they are sheepish about how much money they want to make. They're almost afraid to declare it out loud, which just speaks to so much uh, of how much we've been culturally conditioned to think it's inappropriate to talk about money. And it's like a birthing in my container, right? In in my mastermind and the work I do with my one-to-ones to help them unearth what they really want to create and how they want to spend that money. And once my clients see how simple it is to create wealth, to create income, 
seeing how much more impact they can have on their audience, their communities in the world, they start to ground themselves in the belief that it's not one or the other. It's not income or impact. It's not money or service. It's both. And they actually feed each other in this really beautiful and organic way that serves them and humanity. When you charge appropriately for the transformation that your work facilitates, you are taken care of spiritually, emotionally, mentally, financially, and therefore you can take really good care of your clients and then your communities and then the world. This is what I call the stability cycle. When you are stable and you have more, you can do more with that money. Money is a powerful agent of change if the person who has the money plans to use it as a powerful agent of change. So to the visionary, the humanitarian, the spiritual, the change makers, the the, the yogis, the coaches, the healers, it's interesting because I always hear how, you know, back, back thousands of years ago, you know, the community would take care of these people, that they were so highly valued that families would invite them in and give them a place to sleep and would feed them and clothe them. And they were always well provided for by the community. And that is not any different than today. The way that you take care of people in this community is by paying them well for their services because nobody is going to invite me to go live in their home <laughs> as their because I'm their yoga teacher. No one is going to clothe me because I am their coach, <laughs> right? That would be ridiculous in 2021. And so how does the community provide for your work is by paying you for that work. And by the way, guys, there is a huge paradigm shift right now where your gifts are being recognized for the powerful tools that they are. People now more than ever are looking to these tools with curiosity and embracing them like never before because they're learning what we've known all along. They work. They facilitate healing, which is a lot of what this world needs. And this work is tremendously valuable. Yoga teachers, coaches, healers should be rich as fuck because nothing bad happens when they make more money. So until next week, my friends, keep making some epic shifts and go make a fuck ton of money and have a ton of impact. Hey, if you're ready to grow your business, I want to invite you to learn about coaching with me. Set up a time by going to denisefineary.com forward slash consult. We spend one third of our lives at work and it can be purposeful and profitable while having the impact that you want. So until next week, go make some epic shifts. Thanks for tuning in.